Praise the Lord. Isn't God wonderful? I love him. He's done great things for me, and uh, he continues to do great things, and uh, he's never ceased to amaze me, and that's the most incredible thing that God is capable capable of, is uh, making things happen where there is no way. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I... Uh, I must say, I, I I didn't think I could uh, get too much done as far as the the word. I had uh, a few ideas, and I had to set some things behind and move things around on my schedule. But uh, God made a way where I could actually make it uh, a, vi- a, a vital uh, study here and. Uh, I love what God gives us and uh, transforms in our hearts and souls. Um, His word is infallible, and uh, it makes great impacts in our lives. And uh, one thing that I know is that prayer changes things. And uh, I found myself praying, Lord, please make a way. I had a brother just testify about how he had a flat tire, but he didn't have no problems because he... uh, the tire repair shop was right across the street, so that's that's God, and that's our God, and my God uh, allowed me to move things around so I was able to, to do this Bible study, and uh, I thank God for that, and uh, it's, in, it's an inspired word of God, and uh, people try to change it, try to add to it, and uh, I thank God that I don't need to do anything but read it, and uh, he gives clarification through his spirit, and uh, that's what he did for me today, and I thank him for that. And uh, I went into, uh, uh, I, I had wrote some notes down, and I was like, well, where, where am I supposed to go with this? And uh, basically, it's, uh, uh, I'll go into the word, and uh, in Leviticus chapter 26, verse 30 through 31, um, it's funny how God works things out, and you think you know what you're doing, and uh, you think you found a way, you know, to discern the word, and it's amazing. By the time I was finished writing my notes down, God said, here, this is what I meant. <laughs> so I have to start from the back and work my way back up forward. So excuse me if it's a little bumpy, but uh, this is, it's what God has given me, and uh, let's uh, uh, go to the word Actually, let, let, let me pray real quick that God will bless the word. Use me according to his will. Allow not my thoughts, but his thoughts verberate into the house of the Lord and that we all can be blessed by his word and that we can leave changed and uh, be motivated by God's wonderful spirit and uh, his essence. Hallelujah, Jesus, we love you. We come to you in the name of Jesus. We love what you're doing in this house. We know that you bless us. We know that you're the almighty. We know that you're the father of time and that you're the father of all your children in this world, that you've created all things for your wonderful glory. We worship you and only you, Lord. Use me in the name of Jesus, according to your will, according to your way, according to your word, in the name of Jesus. I love you, Father, my God. 
God, my King, my Savior, hallelujah. Have your way, bind anything that is not of God. Let your wonderful essence flow upon this place. In Jesus' name, almighty God, receive our our word, our blessings to you. In Jesus' name, that you will be moved. In Jesus' name, we love you. Thank you for your presence, Father. Thank you, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Have your way in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's let's clap our hands and just praise him for a minute. Hallelujah. He is worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. You are my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have your way. Have your way in Jesus' name. You are great. Hallelujah. I thank the Lord for all he does. And prior, let's let's just uh let me testify real quick and and this will will uh give us a uh, a good start. Uh again, as I was coming, I was like, "Lord, where do I start? How do I start?" And he's like, "Start here." And um basically what it is is uh prayer. Prayer how we go into the throne room, how we go into God's presence and, and bless him with, with what our, our needs are because, honestly, he's waiting for us. He's, he's waiting for us to come to him because, again, we take it upon ourselves thinking that, hey, I need to solve this problem. And if we get into the nature of solving our own problems, then we don't need God. And that's a problem. I mean, we need to know how to go to God, when to go to God, and it is it is so essential that we we find out it's all the time. We need to clear our minds about how we have to handle situations. We don't have to handle problems our way. We get in the way. We start making problems for ourselves. There's so many things in the Bible that tells us about how the blessed or uh, uh, how those that have been called by God to do things. And, of course, they find themselves fighting against themselves. Saul, you know, made a sacrifice when Samuel was there for that sacrifice before they went into battle. He took it upon himself. He thought he was doing right. Again, his thought process is God can't do it without me. Guess what? God can do anything without you. So uh, I know for a fact when I was sitting here, I was thinking, hey, look, I can't fix this. I can't make this any better. God was like, remove yourself from the equation. I'm like, okay, Lord, so what do you want me to do? And he gave me exactly a perfect example. You know, um, in the Bible, we continue to, you know, I mean, uh, Noah, or uh, not Noah, but um, uh forgot his name. <laughs> um, he took it upon himself. I'll, I'll, I'll get his name. But uh, he, uh, he got swallowed by the fish. And uh, basically, he was doing the same thing. He, he wasn't wanting people to be saved. And uh, he didn't think, you know, that they needed to be sa- uh, saved. And there were, it was a city lost in uh, sin. But uh, he decided to do it his way and say, no, you know, I'm not going to do this. And uh, I'm going to run from you, Lord. And, and God went on ahead and made a huge well, swallowed him, and he got stuck. And so, you know, with the understanding that he had to create a different idea in his heart to be right with God, 
to be spit out of that fish in order to be changed in his own mind. I don't think there was anything to eat in that fish. So I think God made him fast, caused him to pray. And guess what happened? He, was, he, he, he became clear of what God was trying to, to manifest in his life so that way it could be used, Jonah, that uh, Jonah needed to know that it shouldn't be and can't be. And we have to understand it never should be our way. And so it brings us to the city in Jerusalem in, in uh, Leviticus chapter 26, verse 31. Um, thank you, Lord. I opened the Bible and uh, guess where it is? Jonah, chapter 1. Uh, that's God. That, that's not me. That's God. And, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, use this as an example, too. So, this is God. God is working in this house. God is working in our hearts. God is working in this church. And for those that aren't here, God bless you, but you need to be here. God is still giving us blessings, and, and he's going to work in your house, finances, in your life, in your children's lives. Uh, God is preparing something so great in this place, and uh, I, I'm glad to be at the forefront of it. And that's, that's a blessing for me. And that invitation is given to all that are, are willing, you know, that are all, you know, the disciples, I'm sure, were kind of wondering where this guy was coming from. You know, hey, come follow me. Well, that's exactly what God is calling these people in this city to do right now in Port St. Lucie and Jupiter and in Hope Sound. I mean, honestly, Stuart is the forefront of this fight that's about to go that's about to go down. And if we're not tuned in to God's frequency in his essence, in the spirit of God, then we're going to be lost. And there's a lot that's going on. And this is a perfect example of what what this world has become these were the these are the people of of uh of God and in uh chapter 26 Leviticus chapter 26 verses uh 30 and 31 30 reads and I will destroy your high places and cut cut down your images and and cast your carcasses upon the carcasses of your idols and my soul which is God, shall abhor you, which is despise you. And that's, that's scary to think that God will turn his back on you and that he would, he would despise you and that, you know, because of your sins, and this was basically the disobedience of the children of God. You know, they were, it's just amazing how, how uh, our flesh has a tendency of running away from God and and looking for, you know, all these other answers and, uh, you know, it's just, it's amazing. Back in those days, it was even worse because, you know, they've seen witchcraft work. They've seen all the, the idols when you, you know, you, you uh, um, worship them. Uh, the devil had a lot more strength back then. Jesus hadn't been born and his, he hadn't been sacrificed yet. So they, they were dealing with a lot and basically it was uh, flesh. And so that's what this world has become now, um, just so caught up in the imagination and magicians and magical things and beings and all these different idols. And, uh, you know, you don't have to necessarily bow down to these idols. And uh, I was talking to an individual the other day is that uh, even exercising, 
a specific way. You can be lost. Yoga is not supposed to be a, a, a one-way ticket to health and well-being and an understanding of all nature and natural things that, uh, that are created. That's God's job. We have to turn to God and not to these, you know, idols in the world and uh, believing that we can be like God. Uh, I know that there was a story that says about how Adam and Eve were tricked into thinking that that, that uh, fruit of knowledge was going to give them that ability to be like God's. And uh, so quickly they found out that that was a lie. Uh, of course, they found the nature of man and sin abide in them. Um, I just thank God that uh, there's a way out of this world, the ball and chain of sin, and uh, that's through Jesus Christ. Uh, he's given us an opportunity to get away from this uh, I, this I, idolatry and uh, this ungodly world, and our flesh fights against the good things that God has given us. And uh, we have to understand that that's a daily fight. Uh, even I have to fight on a regular basis. Um, I was so angry today at uh, what I had to do as a job. I, I do maintenance, and uh, uh, there was a lady that uh, had to be evicted, and I had to change the lock, and uh, that hurts. And uh, it, it it finds your way in your heart, and uh, there's a lot of people that are going to be kicked out of their homes here in the near future because of certain things that are happening in our world. But uh, we have to pray for them. We have to love them. And if we can help them, let's, let's try. Uh, God has given us so much work to do. And uh, I know we don't, we don't make it to heaven because of the works, but I know that we, he takes account. Uh, This is a, um, one important thing that God has been putting in my heart is the, the essence of praying for these people, the essence of praying for your brothers and sisters, those that are sick in the church, laying hands on. The essence is important because the Holy Spirit is drawn by your essence, by your prayer. It's so amazing how God saw me at my young age I went to the altar, and I went to pray. And uh, my essence that I sent up, which is important to know that the essence is uh, the entry, uh, the in, uh, this is definition I grabbed from the, the uh, Merriam-Webster dictionary, and it says it's uh, the in essence in or by its very nature of the utmost importance, time is of the essence. And that in intrinsic nature or indispensable quality of something, especially something abstract, that determines its character. Which the abstract, you you know, it's just something you can't touch or or uh, grab or hold. Which is the Holy Spirit, I thought. And then the character is Jesus. We know that he is an awesome inspiration to us about how he walked on this earth and forgave people and how he even taught the the disciples how to pray, which is, you know, it is so important to know how to pray and why to pray. But he broke it down in such a way that 
I know I had taken it the wrong way when I was younger. I went to the altar, and I was, I was just trying to copy everybody around me. I was just trying to emulate people around me, and that wasn't what God wanted. And what was so important for me to learn, which I finally, uh, uh, you know, understood, is that even through this lesson, the essence is important because even in sin, the people in uh, Jerusalem, they were, they were given this illustration in Leviticus 26, chapter, or chapter 26, verse 31. Then he said, after he had told them, you know, that he was going to throw his car- their carcasses on top of the idols. And, uh, and he was basically going to turn his back on them. But uh, And it says in uh, verse 31, And I will make your cities waste and bring your sanctuaries unto desolation, and I will not smell the savor of your sweet odor, fragrance of your pleasing aromas. So I, I got to I got to understand how he explained that it affected God. How it how it used to be. He said, I will not smell the savor of your sweet odor. So if you take into consideration the essence of how they used to pray, what they sent up, how sweet the odor was. That was one thing when I was at the altar. It wasn't sweet. It wasn't godly. It was me needing something from God. And we go to God so many times without that sweet aroma. That's the thing that I love about God, is that he always fills me with so much love. And I love to shine in this world so people can see the love that God has given me. He has blessed me with so much. And I have to ask God, please, continue to bless me. Forgive me my sins. I need to be an example. I need to be your child I don't want to be a child of this world anymore. This is what you wanted me for. I was 20 years ago. Even as a child, I I failed God. I walked away. But it wasn't my fault at that time. But when I was first saved, and I was blessed by his wonderful aroma, after I sent mine up, he filled my cup up. He let me know that I was worthy to be in his presence. He filled me with his Holy Spirit. And he let me know that he wasn't going to leave or forsake me. He blessed me with his strength. He blessed me with the armor. As it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, For our struggles is not against flesh, flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the... uh, the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And in King James Version, it says the wickedness in high places. 
And that was one thing that in Leviticus, God said he was going to destroy those high places, your high places. So if we think about those high places, we got to think about what God is letting us know. That the, the spiritual forces of evil are in the heavenly realms, those high places. So God's going to take those places down. We, we're the ones that pray them up. We're the ones that ask God, hey, yo, I need this. I need that. I want this. I want that. And God reminds us that we don't need anything. We need him. We need God in our lives. We need to ask him to remove those physical and, and material possessions that we have. We really don't need all these things in this world especially when there's so many sinners, so many people in distress right now. It's so interesting how God has blessed us and put us in this place, in this realm, so we can fight against the principalities of this this world. But we got to start sending essence into the heavens. We have to ask God to bring down the rain His wonderful spirit is nothing magical. There's nothing that God has given us that we're just supposed to change in this world. We're supposed to look for the heart of those that are lost, those that need God, those that need his wonderful wisdom. I find myself more and more asking God, please open their eyes that they can see your blessings, that they can see and understand your truth. You hear people say, yes, I know the Bible. I've read the Bible. There's so many people walking around with the truth inside them that if you pray the essence of love for your brothers and sisters and those that are lost, that God can open that word in their hearts so that way he can make a move in their spirit, in their life, in their, in their family, in their house, That's what's important in this world nowadays. There is so much doom and gloom out there. But there is one Savior, one Lord, one God, one Redeemer. His name is Jesus. His wonderful name, the essence of his name, reverberates throughout this world. When you say his name, people are starting to become afraid of his name. They won't even preach his name. They just say his name, his name, his name. So tell me, what is his name? Well, God, you know, the Father, him. No, how about you say his name? Shake the foundation, shake the gates of hell. Allow God to move in this city. We need more people to pray the wonderful essence up to God so he can bring it down. He needs to know that we're ready to fight this fight, that we have the full armor and that we will fight the fight according to his kingdom, according to his word, according to his love, according to the Holy Spirit, according to his wonderful mercy, his wonderful grace. Hallelujah. God is so wonderful to us. We don't deserve it, but he blesses us. He does. He gives us so much. And it's 20 years ago, I lost my way. I backslid. But one thing I knew is that God's essence, all I had to do was pray, Lord Jesus, I know you're real. I know I need you, and I know I have to change. But it came to the time when 
it was so, it was a dire need. And people say that, you know, because you were drunk and you didn't feel that you uh, were worth anything. I felt I was worth God. I was worth being with God. That's all I wanted to do. I knew that God was going to take me to heaven. I knew that I was going to see him. I didn't know if I was going to stay, but I knew that I was going to see God. But I, I, that's all I wanted to do. I knew that I was a bad guy and I needed to change. But what happened was God said, I have so much more. He felt my essence. He knew what I wanted. And this world knows God and that they need to reach out. Continue to pray. Continue to bless God with your presence, with your prayers, your essence. Keep filling that cup up. That way, when it's time, God can bless you, fill you with the Holy Ghost, bless you in baptism with his blood, with Jesus. Hallelujah. In his wonderful name, we need to to let people know that it is true. You can find freedom. You can find so much love. I know I did. I used to be such a bad person, an alcoholic, drug abuser, all that stuff. But I tell you, I found so much love with God, a soulless place. I could go to his, his throne room. I can ask, Lord, please, if there is anything I need to do, please let me know. And he'll give me an answer. But he'll consult me. He'll know. And honestly, that's what God is doing for people in this world nowadays. God is reaching out. God is trying to touch you. God is trying to change you. God wants your love. God needs, well, he doesn't need anything, honestly. But I know he misses you. He wants your companionship. I know I find a friend whenever I pray. I know when I get on my hands and knees and I ask him, my essence flows into the air. God blesses me. He picks it up and he lets me know I'm right here. Don't worry. Everything's being taken care of. That problem's getting taken care of. Lord Jesus, take care of that lady that got evicted in Jesus' name. Let her be taken care of. Let all those people in this world that are being hurt, let them be blessed, Jesus. If it means that I don't be blessed today, let them be blessed now in Jesus' name. We have to give so that God can give to them. And if it means sacrificing time, sacrificing uh, going out or or finding, you know, something else to do. It just spend time with God. That essence, he misses, he loves, he wants. And of course, bless him. Bless him with that love. Hallelujah. We have so much that he, he has created us. And he knows what he's put in us. And that's part of the... Uh, Part of the talents that he's given us. I mean, we can walk around, heal people. We can walk around and spread the love, the gospel. But the one talent that he asks us the most is communication. Hallelujah. God wants us to talk to him constantly. At the stop sign, at the accident scene, at your job, just talk to him. You wake up in the middle of the night, talk to him. Jesus, how you doing? It's so important. It's essential. 
That's what's important in our lives. They talk about things they take out of plants. They take the essence out of the plant and they make medicine. They heal people with that medicine. Imagine the essence that it takes out of you to go to the altar and change God's mind. Hallelujah. Abraham tried to do that for Lot. Thank you, Jesus. He said, if there could only be 50, you know, will you change your mind about destroying the city? Why not? You know, we can miss things in this world all the time. But that's not what God wants us to do when we get to heaven. Think about it. I'm not going to miss anything about this world when I get to heaven. That's what he's trying to change in us. He doesn't want us to look back like Lot's wife. And if we do that, we might as well stick around here and wait to see what happens. You open the book of Revelation, it'll talk to you, tell you exactly what's going to go down. Jesus doesn't want that for you. Almighty God, your Father in heaven does not want you to perish in this world. No way, no shape, no means should we all walk around with this idea and this pride in our lives like we deserve so much more. The word gives us exactly what we deserve. We need to pick up our cross. Jesus sacrificed sinless man so we could be free so these people can walk around in this world sinning. Hallelujah. Forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. That's what he gave us. He gave us a repentative heart. He gave us love so we could give to them. Hallelujah. Bring out the essence in me, Lord, that this world can be saved. In Jesus' name. If we can stand and just ask God to move in our hearts. Come to the altar. Allow God to move in your heart and soul, but I'm done. God is wonderful. He is worthy. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. Have your way. Thank you for your word. Thank you for trusting in us. Thank you for showing mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, my God, my King. You are a great God. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Hallelujah. You did not create me to worry. You did not create me to fear. But you created me. So I'ma leave it all right here. Help me say yes. Yeah. You did not create me to worry. Oh, oh, oh. 
Because you're Jehovah. 